Uh, good evening, everybody. This is, of course, Surreal Gerald Quinn of the Real Deal Podcast. Um, just recorded uh, not too long ago. Um, it was a solo show. Of course, we all know that Robert Sapp is a big time Buffalo Bills fan of, you know, God knows, 30 plus years. Uh, he obviously took the news of what transpired with DeMar Hamlin very hard, understandably so. So he was not on the program uh, this evening. Um, but we did plenty of that. But before we get to the program, before we get to the podcast, I should say, I want to talk about the NBA because as we stand here on January 4th, 2023, the NBA right now is just insane in a good way. The amount of talent, the level of play, the MVP race, like literally, it literally in the last week, talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell, 71.11 assist game. Luka Doncic has been unconscious for like a month. Uh, Djokovic, Jokic would be if we take an MVP vote right now, he would be MVP right now. Like there's no the guy, like there's no two is about it. He would be a win his third straight MVP. He's playing out of his mind with these 40 point triple doubles. Got they had the best record in the West. Giannis is Giannis. Like 32, 12, and 5, and we take it for granted. And oh, by the way, yeah, Kevin Durant is lead, lead, leading the hottest team in basketball right now, shooting 56% from the field. And I didn't even mention, right, what Joel Embiid is doing or what Giannis is doing or John Morant and so on and so on. The NBA is loaded right now with talent, loaded um, every night. Every single night, you you can see something. You might see something that just blows your mind. Like seriously, like it just like you like, hey, got turned on league pass. So, if you don't have league pass, I would strongly recommend it. Um, this is going. It has already been a spectacular year. The Eastern Conference, both conferences are loaded. That's the thing about it. It's not just, you know, it's been years where it was one sided. It would be like one or two good teams in the East and like five or six or seven in the West, it's not the case this year. It's not the case at all. Both conferences are loaded. And it's got to a point to where LeBron James is an afterthought. Now, I say that respectfully. He's playing, we've never seen anybody play this well year 20, period. Nobody in the history of mankind in basketball, only Tom Brady in, in all the sports have played this, have, have played at this level in a team sport uh, this late in, late in their careers. Or oh, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. I, got, I can't, don't forget about Barry Bonds, but you know, that's a whole nother story. But again, I'm telling you right now, we're going to dive into the NBA once the NFL starts to calm down in terms of some, with these playoff weekends. Well, really, after, I, let, me, let me stop. After the Super Bowl, because the NFL is not going to be like mid second week of February, we're going to go all in the NBA because from February to June, it's going to be just, it's going to be ridiculous. I, I just can't wait. To uh, go all in and talk uh, talk uh, talk about the NBA with you. So, but to the business at hand, the Real Deal Podcast, episode eight sixty two. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Joe Quinn. On this very first podcast of the new year, um, let me be. Hopefully, I'll be. I'll be the last person to tell you Happy New Year. I think you know. Was, I, I think once, uh, once the fourth. 
the third, maybe maybe the fifth. We can kind of stop hearing that uh, probably after after this week. But you know, this is the first podcast of 2023. Hope everybody enjoyed their holiday season. Um, a lot to get to. I'm going solo tonight. Uh, Rob Sapp will not be with me. Um, obviously, he is uh, very upset about, rightfully so, about uh, what transpired on Monday night between with Cincinnati and Buffalo and, of course, DeMar Hamlin. And we certainly will dive into that. We got a lot to do um, in regards to that and also the rest of the, of the NFL. Uh, this, of course, is episode 862, season 15 of the Real Deal podcast. And we're just going to just get right into it. Themes, playing for DeMar Hamlin. I mean, that's, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, the latest update that I saw was that was in some somewhat encouraging. His oxygen level levels have been lowered from 100% to 50%. So, you know, he's still in critical condition, uh, still has a long way to go, to say the least. Um, but any... Any piece of encouraging news, I don't care if it's the the most minuscule in terms of being positive, uh, you'll take at this point. Um, you know, I've been watching football for, you know, roughly 35, 38 years, and uh, about 35 years, and that I've never seen a situation like that. Never. Um, I've seen guys paralyzed that end up being paralyzed. Um, guys, of course, breaking broken bones, torn ACLs, things of that nature. But what transpired Monday night was something that you just, uh, you know, just, you just, it's unimaginable. Like, I've never went into a football game thinking about the possibility of a player dying. I know that's never entered my mind in in the hundreds of games that I've watched, maybe even thousands of football games that I've watched over the course of my lifetime. Um, You know, when you watch boxing, you realize that, you know, one shot to the head could take us, could take somebody out. We've seen, you know, boxers, there have been boxers have died in the ring. So you you know even we we understand that going into that you going in, even going into that you don't think it's going to happen but you you know as a sports fan you know that that possibility that there's a possibility that one of these guys uh, may not walk out of here alive football you don't think about that you just don't um so you know let so first of all let me get this out the way because I don't, I don't want this to be the, the major story, but it should be part of the story. We, we all know the NFL completely dropped the ball and, and failed and failed miserably um, in terms of uh, ending the game as soon as possible. That game, the injury occurred at 8.55. The, the game wasn't called to 10.01. I, I believe ESPN, period, period. I believe that they were the players were trying to we're, we're, we're warming up. We're going to have a five minute warm up and then go back and, and try and, and play the game. Uh, what stopped the game were the coaches. When you saw Sean McDermott and uh, Zach Taylor 
meet up at around, I would say, 9-16 at midfield. You know, I text Robert, I text uh, Robert Sapp. I said, you know, they, they're probably talking about ending this game. Like, at that point, I was thinking to myself, this game is probably, this, this game is going to be over. So the NFL, to me, gets no credit in terms of, uh, from a standpoint of ending the game and wanting to end the game as soon as possible. They get, they're not like, they, that was about the coaches. The NFL did not end that game. The coaches ended that game. The coaches, the players, and the coaches. Because both coaches understood, and rightfully so, that we cannot move on from this after this. We cannot move on. You can't play a football game after this. You've seen a guy basically fighting for his life, getting CPR, and had to have a defibrillator along with CPR, right, the AED. I mean, there was part of me, and I'm not a negative person, but there was part of me that thought that this guy might actually die. Like, it might, this might be it. When you see an ambulance and you see them giving CPR, like I said, I've never seen someone have cardiac arrest in real time uh, on a football field. Now, it has it happened? Yes, of course it's, ha- it's happened before in the, in the history of the NFL. But I have, ne- I have never seen it before. Um, and this is an injury that this is not even a foot. This is something that happens, they say, in hockey, baseball, uh, lacrosse. Uh, they, I uh, heard that Chris Pronger years ago, about 1998, got hit in the chest with a puck and had like a 12 week, week recovery. So that, uh, so you, uh, you know, heard about that. Um, this is not, this is not, this is not a football. This is not normal for football. It was a, when I mean an absolute freak injury, it was a, the guy just, all he did was make, he, the guy just simply tackled another player, got up and collapsed. Think about that for a second. Um, I don't, so, There have been um, thoughts about what should transpire, what what should happen moving forward, as far as what the NFL can, uh, the NFL will do. Uh, what this game is not going to be played. Uh, the game is not like the game um, will not be resumed this week uh, up until this point. So that game will not be resumed this week. Here, these are four options that I saw. Uh, number one, cancel the bill, cancel the Bills Bengals game and proceed with week 18. So cancel this game, go on with week 18, and the Bills and Bengals just will basically be behind the eight ball as far as if it comes down to, you know, best record and percentage points from that standpoint, especially, you know, especially if they, uh, especially if, uh, if one of them loses. Or even if they win, if Kansas City wins, Kansas City will have percentage points over Buffalo. Even even Buffalo were to uh, win this week. The second option: play Bills Bengals play this week. Delay week eighteen by delay week eighteen by a week. Don't see that happening. I, I just don't see 
the NFL just happened only one game this weekend. Um, that one would be, I would rank that as last of the options, to be honest with you. Third option was cancel the Bills, Bengals, and delay week 18. That has zero chance of happening. Like, there's been, I believe, one time in history that all the games were canceled, not canceled, but postponed, were delayed a week, and that was, of course, 9-11. As tragic as this is, you're talking about thousands of people dying versus one guy who's fighting for his life. Now, that, you know, again, we were praying for him. We obviously want him to pull, to pull through, but this is not 9-11. This is not. So that that option, I don't see that happening. And the fourth option, play the Bills, Bengals, play Bills, Bengals during a during a reconfigured postseason, meaning they would want to um, they would want to give the teams. Uh, I guess the bank, the Bills and Bengals would play their Week 18 opponents. And then the following week, play the Bills Bengals game and just have the NFC play uh, that first playoff weekend. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I think if I'm the Bills, especially if I'm the Bills, the the Bengals, listen, the Bengals can win anywhere. Both of these teams can win anywhere um, as far as the playoffs. Home field, yeah, sure, they would love the number one seed, but the bottom line is, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, won three straight games last year without home field. They had one home game. Buffalo has won at Kansas City in back-to-back years. Not in the playoffs, but in regular in the regular season, they have won in Kansas City back-to-back years. They can they could be anybody at any time, anywhere. But if I'm the Bills, um, I just my main concern, obviously, is Demar Hamlin. But in terms of my team. My number one concern is the team's mental state. And to me, I think, you know, delaying, uh, canceling the Bills-Bengals game altogether um, and playing week, playing their regular game in week 18 probably, to me, would be the best bet. Well, really, can't canceling the Bills Bengals and delaying Week 18 that would give them an extra week uh, before the playoffs. Similar to the, the, even a bye week, but they again, that's that's just not going to that that's not going to happen. The NFL, we, there will be football this week. Like there's 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 zero chance that there would not be that there would not be football. There will be football this week. Period. So it's on the Bills. Um, think you would just play your regular game this week and not have to make up the Bengals uh, game, not have to make up the Bengals game, save for the Bengals and just take your chances, even if you don't get home field, take your chances in, in the playoffs with going on the road for at least probably, you know, the Bills probably would go on the road for like probably one game. But they're, they're going to be division champions, so they, if, they, if they play Kansas City, they probably would be on that. That would be at Kansas City, but who knows? You know, these we don't know how the playoffs are going to go. Somebody picks off Kansas City. Buffalo could have home field uh, in the playoffs, so because the AFC is going to be wild. Like the AFC is is, is going to be a bloodbath in the AFC. They're legitimately, I think, legitimately, 
I think four teams that could come out, possibly. So again, the latest that I've heard on uh, DeMar Hamlin, they've lowered his oxygen rate from 100 to 50%. Um, the NFL has not made a definitive decision on what they're going to do in regards to the schedule. I just gave you gave you some options, some possibilities, but they haven't made a definitive deci uh, decision. Um, again, I don't I don't want to hear about the NFL like you know. I don't want to hear about the I don't want to hear about the NFL trying to cover its own ass in regards to saying that they uh, had no intentions on on completing that game. And wanted to get, you know, wanted to end that game ASAP. That's not the this is not the case. It's just not this is not true. It's just not. You know, and the only reason I'm not banging on it that much harder from that standpoint is the most important thing that happened was that DeMar uh Hamlin's life was not lost. So, you know, the medical people did their job. The hospital was only two miles away, luckily. The uh a trauma the nearest uh uh, trauma center was only two miles away. Um, so from that standpoint, I think that uh, that was the that was the number one thing that came out of this in regards to uh, this situation. Um, then listen, the NFL is the NFL. They are always going to look at the bottom line, which is the dollar. They are a reactive uh, entity. They they are never. They are rarely rarely at all proactive rarely they respond to the the media they respond to the public and that's how that's how they move and that's how they will continue to move i mean you you know we look at a situation where you have a week 18 like shouldn't have i mean we shouldn't have 18 weeks shouldn't have 17 games but you know it is what it is and, I, and me and me and Rob Sepp have discussed this at nauseum last season. They're they're going to be they're going to add another game. There there will be it will be before not before long an eighteen game season, nineteen weeks, eighteen games, or maybe they push it to twenty weeks, eighteen games, whatever. Whatever the case, there are going to be eighteen games played. There will be eighteen games played at some point, which of course increases the risk. Of injury uh, of uh, in, of the uh, injury of the players, and again, out of this, I mean, again, this injury was just it it just one of those things that I mean, how do you? This is not this this injury was was not a injury that could have been prevented. Like this was just a like I said, this was a freak injury to say the least. It was a absolute freak injury. There was nothing. That could have been done uh, about this injury. About that could have prevented this injury. Nothing outside of, outside of Hamlet not playing in the game, which you know wasn't going to happen. Like that, there was nothing that was that could have been done about this injury. So we will definitely stay on top of of this. Um, if I if while I'm recording, and I'm recording on a Wednesday evening. Evening, anything breaks, I will definitely keep you abreast and 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 immediately give you the necessary information. Game of the week, um, 
really it was a slim pickings with the games with the game of the week. Not not a lot of good games to be honest with you, aesthetically or high level. Um, I thought the best game. I thought the best game was Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, give Pittsburgh an awful lot of credit to go on the road. I know again. I know they're playing against Tyler Huntley, a backup quarterback, no Lamar Jackson. But the bottom line is Baltimore have been playing great defense over the course of the last eight or nine games. Pittsburgh's playing with their own, you know, a rookie quarterback on the road, and they go out there and come back from a 13-3 deficit and win 16-13 on a game-winning touchdown pass from Pickett to Najee Harris. Pittsburgh, uh, 198 yards rushing uh, for Pittsburgh. They, uh, this was, you know, again, this was a throwback classic Baltimore-Pittsburgh rivalry, rivalry type game. Uh, nasty, physical, uh, one at the point of one at the point of uh, attack. Um, Pittsburgh has been one of the best stories, simply one of the best stories in the NFL this season. Like that, that they for, for Pittsburgh to be eight and eight right now, and with a chance to make the playoffs. Now, a lot of things have to happen. A couple things have to happen, but still, they have a they have a just the fact that they have a chance to make the playoffs. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week or maybe the week before last. I think it was a week before last in terms of them winning the week, but they that that culture just refuses to lose. They like they are not about to lay down no matter what anybody says in terms of tanking. They that doesn't even exist in their that's not even in their DNA. That's just not like that that's just not something that they're about that they will ever be about, um, to be honest with you. And Mike Tomlin deserves some heavy consideration for coach of the year. This team is not. This team should not be eight eight, especially especially when you consider two things: the quarterback situation, number one, and the fact that their best player, T.J. Watt, missed like the first half of the season. And since he's returned, you know you can see the difference with the defense. They their points per game have went down dramatically, almost a touchdown. He has played at a you know all pro level, and even made the Pro Bowl despite missing you know most of the season, or at least I think he missed like nine games. It's a seven, it's like seven games, but uh, maybe even nine. But um, he, they, that, that team has a lot of pride. That team has a lot of pride. That franchise has a lot of pride. It has a lot of pride. That coach will not let them lay down. And again, the standard is the standard. So give Pittsburgh a lot of credit. Now again, they need a lot. They need some help to make the playoffs, but that's like they, this, it's already been a successful season. Uh, if you're a Steelers fan. Games of no Green Bay, Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay wins its fourth straight rather easily over Minnesota, 41-17. The Packers can clinch a playoff berth with a win next week against the Detroit Lions. They will host that game, so they win, they're in. Uh, Packers had 163 yards rushing, but that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was they had a pick six for a touchdown and a special teams uh I believe it was a kick. I think it was a punt return for a touchdown. I think it was, I, I believe it was, might have been a kickoff. I think it was a kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, so that Minnesota was behind an eight ball uh, right off the bat. Listen, I've I, I, I told you about Minnesota all year long. I, I've told you about even, you know, me and Sap would get into it about Minnesota. Minnesota is a paper tiger. They are so soft. It's not even like it, – they are literally one of the worst 12-win teams that you will ever see. 
Like they like they they are like that. Minnesota is twelve and four. Think about this. They are they have a twelve and four record, which is a great record, obviously, with a nineteen point differential. You know that that is almost impossible. There are six teams in the NFL right now who are under five hundred that have a better point differential than the Minnesota Vikings. Now, of course, you're gonna take the record over the point differential. Like that goes without saying. Like, like duh. Like so. Like that's not even the issue from that standpoint. But it just just goes to show you how many close games that they've won. It goes and, and the bottom line is what it what it really shows you is shows you is when they've been beaten, when they've lost, they've been embarrassed. They've been embarrassed. They got embarrassed by the Eagles. They got embarrassed by the Cowboys. They lost by double digits to the Lions. Think about it, and 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 they got embarrassed last week by uh, Green Bay. The game wasn't even that close, to be honest with you. It wasn't even, they had Minnesota score a couple of late touchdowns when Green Bay had basically just, you know, called off the dogs and, and uh, you know, you had Jordan Love in the game. So, they, like, Minnesota is a joke. They have, I again, if I were a team at the bottom, six, seven seed, whatever, I would love to see Minnesota. Minnesota would finish no lower than third. So, to me, you want to be in that six spot. So because it's three, it's what, two verse seven, three verse six, four, five. You want to be in that six spot with You want to be in that six spot. I, I think playing Minnesota is I they are ripe for the picking. They are absolutely ripe for the picking. Tampa Carolina, um, this was a this was this game was all about Tom Brady. Carolina jumped out uh, early. Um, they were up twenty-one ten at one point. They also were up fourteen nothing. But Tom Brady, you know, did what Tom Brady has done for basically the better part of you know twenty plus years. Took over the game uh, basically single-handedly, handedly, 35 four hundred thirty-two touch yards, three touchdown passes. 19th appearance in 23 seasons. Now, it's really 19 appearances in 22 seasons. Remember, he lost a season with the uh, with the knee injury on that uh, against Kansas City opening day in 2009. Yeah, 2009. That's when that's when New England. Um, excuse me, 2008 season. It was 2008 season, and that's when New England finished 11 and five and didn't make the playoffs under Matt Castle. And that's when you start hearing like shit like uh do they need Tom Brady? And yeah, that that, you know, that's when some of that talk started and quickly dissipated over the over the next, you know, ten years or so. But the bottom line is Tom Brady carried this team, let he did what he had to do, and then some um Carolina did some Carolina stuff. We know that they're uh, they are a horrible football team. They're gonna they are in the, the Jim Harbaugh uh sweepstakes Harbaugh is going to get an NFL job of his choosing like I'll be shocked if he's not we'll be shocked if he's not an NFL coach next year um Carolina has enough some nice pieces but like you know half the league or maybe even 60 percent of the league they don't have a quarterback I mean that's it very good uh, you know solid defense uh decent running backs okay with okay receivers but they don't have a quarterback so that is not that appealing of a job to be honest with you so Tampa clinches, backs out Carolina, um, and Brady is back in the playoffs 
again for the 19th time in his illustrious career. Uh, Jets fall to Seattle, uh, 23-6. Not much to say about this game other, other than the Jets are along with like teams like the, the Commanders and, and what have you just need a quarterback. Like They don't have a quarterback. Give Seattle credit. They bounce back. I thought Seattle was completely done this season, but uh, they caught the Jets at the right time because the Jets don't have a quarterback. Mike White is is not the guy. We know that he wasn't going to be the guy. I thought that he could at least, and now again, I was wrong from the standpoint, I thought that he could at least get them to the playoffs. thought that he could get them at least to the playoffs, but that was not the case. Uh, the Jets fell apart in the last couple of games, in the last you know, two or three games, the last month of the season. Uh, they waste a great defense, solid running game. They have weapons on offense, but again, they don't have a quarterback. It's just, it's just that simple. What they're gonna do with Wilson? Out of like, who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't even trust Zach Wilson. Listen, somebody, Zach Wilson probably would be on the Jets next year. Um, I, I don't, again, nobody wants him. Nobody wants Zach Wilson. Um, so I think that uh, if you are the Jets. Um, again, you are like sixty to sixty-five uh, percent, maybe more of the league. You just don't have, you know, just don't have a guy on the center. That's it. So, as far as the playoff picture, I'm not going to get into every single scenario. Here's what it is. Here's here's the the the, the main course, so to speak. Detroit Green Bay wins, and they're in Detroit. Seattle need help. Okay. For that last for that sixth spot. NFC, that we know the Giants are in, you know, the Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, and Buccaneers are all in. All those teams are in. The NFC is up for uh is uh number one seed is up for grabs between the Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys. The Eagles had a horrible loss, despite the horrible loss against the Saints at home. I don't care if Jalen Hurts is not playing, you can't lose to the Saints at home. You just like that just should never happen. It opens the door for the Cowboys and 49ers. Um, so both of those teams will be, all three of those teams will be, be playing for something. Uh, in the AFC, you have three spots up for grabs. Two, uh, you have two spots up for grabs. Of course, the division uh, championship with Jacksonville and Tennessee for that fourth spot. And also that last spot uh, with, um, and I'll pull it up now, with Miami. And New England uh, still alive. Uh, let me pull up the standings right now. Yeah, so Kansas City in, Buffalo in, Cincinnati in. I forgot about Cincinnati. The Chargers in, Baltimore in, and it's just that that uh, of course winner of the Jacksonville Tennessee game will be in, or Jacksonville could even get in if they tie because they are their half game ahead of Tennessee. Um, but if Tennessee wins, they're in. Jacksonville is actually still alive. Um. Even if they lose, depending on what happens with New England, Miami, uh, and Pittsburgh. Um, so, New England, Miami, Pittsburgh are still alive. Uh, New England has the inside track on terms of that. Um, yeah, New England has the inside track in terms of that. Um, right now, we'll see what happens. Um. So, uh, you still have those just those two those three teams. Uh, wait a minute, four teams alive or five teams alive? Five. Te- you have five teams alive for two spots. 
in the AFC. Now, the big thing about the AFC, again, uh, what happens with this Cincinnati-Buffalo game? Again, if this game is not made up, that, of course, favors the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that, that obviously favors the Kansas City Chiefs if, if the Chiefs win. Chiefs win, then they will be the number one seed if that game is not it, it's not made up uh, at all, which I I don't think the game probably will be. I, I don't think the game will be made up myself. Um, so you had that going on in the uh, AFC. Uh, again, going back to the AFC, you still have the uh, the only spot that's that's up for grabs is the seventh spot. Um, Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay are still alive for that seventh spot. Green Bay, of course, controls his own destiny. Detroit and Seattle uh, both need help. Um, both need Detroit and Seattle both need help. Stock up the Giants. The Giants clinch. The Giants are uh, in the in the playoffs. Um, they've done a phenomenal job down the stretch after having a shaky kind of like November. Uh, give the bold Byron Dable a lot of credit. He's going to be in conversation for um, for Coach of the Year. Uh, so after they lost to, you know, after they lost to the Eagles, they took out the Commanders on the road, uh, lost a tough game to the Vikings. And then, but was able, but and handled the Colts. Obviously, handled the Colts thirty eight ten. Give the Giants credit; like they're nine six and one. Um, we know that roster is not a talented roster. Like that roster still needs other. It has a lot of holes. Um, and he, you know, that's you know the definition of a of a good to great coach. You take the talent that you have, you you fit it into what they can do and don't get caught up in your system and and what you think you know what you think they should do you you know you go out there and say hey these are these are the pieces we have let me put these guys in positions to to uh, succeed let me be uh, like they he they have a professional coach like the both they both second half adjustments they won a number of close games they were a mentally tough team they fought through adversity a lot of injuries like well, most teams have injuries but they had a, a number of injuries um daniel jones played well this year they for the most part kept saquon barkley healthy uh the defense did his job for the most part and again listen the giants right now again i, I if i'm the giants I, they are in the sixth spot right now i would love a crack at minnesota they could have easily beat minnesota last week i would love I absolutely love another crack at it. Love it. Love it. I, like, I would be licking my chops to get another crack at Minnesota. What you don't want to see if you're the Giants is San Francisco fall to number three. You don't want to see that at all. Stock down the Eagles. Um, listen, you have to be, you have to take care of business uh on at home against a bad football team. The Saints are a bad football team. Make no mistake about it. I understand that their defense is still pretty good. Their offense is a shit show. It is. Even with Kamara, they don't have a quarterback. They like they struggle to complete they struggle to, to, to complete passes past ten yards. Um that you can't lose that game at home. Like you just can't. Uh the Eagles have enough talent. And Gardner Minshew is a veteran enough quarterback to where they should have been able to uh, take care of the Saints. I th- do I think the Dallas game took some out of them? Yes, but that's no excuse. Like literally, 
you're playing for two things. You're playing for home field advantage, and you're playing for your quarterback's health. Like, you win that game. Jalen Hurst doesn't have to play until the uh, – you give Jalen Hurst, in essence, like two weeks off. But maybe, no, if they had won, really, maybe three weeks. You had three – you had three – you had over three weeks off the rest of the shoulder. Now, you're in a position where Hurts probably is going to is gonna play in this game um, because the Eagles – if the Eagles lose, they could fall – they could fall to number – Wow, the Eagles could fall in number. They could fall in number five. They could fall in number five. They like Tampa Bay is locked in at four because they're a division winner. Minnesota's a division winner. They're locked in at three. Okay, uh, San Francisco will fall no lower than third. Eagles lose this game. They could fall to fifth, and the Cowboys could move up. Could could move up depending on what happens with San Francisco. Cowboys could move up to to either. Uh, Second or first, so it's almost a point a situation where Hertz has to play in this game. Like he almost has to play in this game. That's the position that you put yourself in when you lose to a team you have no business losing to. Who won the week? Tom Brady. I mean, listen, I we forty five years old. Um. We know the ups and downs that this team had all season, especially offensively, scoring points. We um, he had those weeks, those back-to-back weeks, where people were saying, you know, is he done? Uh, they got embarrassed by San Francisco, and it was like, you know, what, you know, what's going on here? And next thing you know, they're in the playoffs, and they have a chance to finish with a winning record, which I didn't think. Was possible. I thought that that, that division winner out of that, the, 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 whoever won that division, was for sure going to have a losing record. Like I didn't think, I didn't think like over the course of this year that somebody could actually finish nine, eight. I thought eight, nine, seven and ten, maybe eight, nine. Let's let's just say that nine, seven and ten is a little harsh, but I didn't think definitely. I did not think nine and eight. So give Brady all the credit in the world. He's willed this team into the postseason. Um, again, like. It is what it is, man. Like this dude's the greatest football player of all time. Like that's that's all with that's all there is to it. Like forget about quarterback. This is the greatest football player of all time, and to be doing it at you know you look at you look at his numbers and say, hey, he made it. Like the numbers weren't spectacular this year, but God, he did his job. Got his team to the playoffs. This team was not a, was was not looking like a playoff team for the majority of the year. It wasn't. So Tom Brady wins the week. Biggest disappointment, the NFL in terms of how what not getting the players off the field right after, you know, the Damar Hamplin, you know, situation and the cardiac arrest. The players the players, the game should have been excuse me, the player the game should have been called like at about at like nine o'clock or nine fifty with it the it shouldn't have took the coaches the the uh to get together and discuss it. That it shouldn't even got to that gotten to that point. And then the NFL go course goes Typical NFL tries to, you know, cover up their, their best when it was all out there for millions to, to, uh, to witness. And ESPN was right on top of it in terms of the fact that the NFL communicated with them that we were going to resume play and that the, play, that the players were going to have a five-minute warm-up. We're going to, we were going to resume play. So 
they're the big they're one of the biggest disappointments. Also, biggest disappointment is Carson Wentz. He should not. Carson Wentz has gotten to a point to where forget about being a starting starting quarterback. I wouldn't want Carson Wentz on my football team. I just would not want like I just like no. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want him on my football team. Um, he just he can't read. He cannot see the field. Like he just he just can't see the field. Like he throws into like double and triple coverage, and will have a check down running back wide open. I mean, we how many times have we seen that? Um, again, I didn't. I knew the season was over. I didn't go crazy when Rivera made the change to Carson Wentz because in my mind the season was done. Really, the season was done when they lost to uh, the, that Giant game. In my mind, was that was it. Like when they lost to the Giants at home, I, I I basically checked out and said, you know what, you know, you know, see you in twenty twenty three. That standpoint, but you know, it to go back to Carson to to call Carson Wentz a spark. Like we're looking for a spark based off meaningless football against San Francisco. San Francisco was in San Francisco toyed with the uh, toyed with Washington in that game, and what Carson Wentz did in that game meant absolutely nothing. And like I don't see how it meant nothing. We've seen, but uh, we've seen Carson Wentz over the last three years and what that has looked like. He he was he was let go by the Eagles. He was let go by the Colts. That was not that, that was not by accident. Not by accident at in whatsoever. When the Eagles let you go, that's like a kiss of death. Like they've let go in terms of quarterbacks. They let you go, it's a wrap. I remember a time when, when Pittsburgh used to let go defensive linebackers or defensive players. When that when that used to happen, you say, Oh, this guy, you this guy has to be done. He's done. Because they just know they just know. So the NFL and Carson Wentz are this week's Biggest disappointments. Week 18, uh, Green Bay, Detroit will be the Sunday night game that will be, um, could be for all the Marvel, especially if Green Bay wins. Jacksonville, Tennessee will be on Saturday. Uh, that will be for the division. Of course, Tennessee, if Jacksonville wins or ties, they are division champs. They've had a phenomenal second half. Trevor Lawrence has been, has taken a, a, a step, uh, taken a, a, a leap. In terms of going to a, a, a next level, next will be you know can he get to that All Pro caliber, Pro Bowl All Pro caliber level in 2023? Giants Philadelphia, we know this is a game that Philadelphia will play hard in. I don't know what the I, like the Giants. I don't know how many of their starters that they will play for an extended period, but Philadelphia has to have this game. Seattle and the Rams. Um, I fully expect Seattle to run all over the Rams. To be honest with you, I know it's a divisional game, but the Rams have zero. I mean, nothing to play for. They have absolutely nothing to play for. And of course, Dallas, Washington. Dallas will beat the tar off Washington. Um, Sam Howe is starting. Wait, wait, and wait to put him out there against you know one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, one of the best pure pass rushers in the league in terms of Michael Parsons. But I guess you know want to get some tape on him, see if he has a future on the team. Um, but I, it doesn't matter who starts at quarterback for Washington. They're done. Dallas will win that game going away. It'll be coming out of Dallas. You know, will Philadelphia be able to hold off Dallas for uh, that division title? So there's there's your Week 18 preview. Um, Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, of course, was benched. He chose to go home. Um He's only 31 years old. I still think he has some good football left in him in the right situation. Um, 
I don't like if you're the Jets, if you are the Commanders. I'm not gonna say the Giants. I think the Giants are gonna hang with Daniel Jones. But a number of teams. Um, maybe Detroit hangs with Jared Goff. They get to the playoffs. I, I'm, you know, I think Carr is clearly better than Goff. But maybe they hang with Goff. But there, there are a number of teams that could use a uh, use a quarterback. Again, I don't think Carr is anywhere near done. He wasn't great this year, but remember, he's playing with. He, he's playing in. There are a number of dysfunctional teams in the NFL right now, and the Oakland Raiders are like, look at the, they are near at the top of the list. Not at the top, but they're they're the top five dysfunctional franchises. When you look what's transpired with John with John Gruden, Mike Mayock, that whole situation, and then you know Henry Ruggs, that tragedy with that with the, with, with you know with his with what happened what transpired with him last season. It's I mean it's been just one thing after another. We forget about Antonio Brown a couple of years ago. Remember they signed. Remember they signed him. So there, it's just been it's been a, a shit show in Oakland. Um, I again, I don't know. I don't think Car Car is a. I think Car's a very good player. I think Car is a very good player. To be honest with you, again, you put him in the, in the right situation. Put him in the right situation. I don't. I, I'm not saying he can take you to the Super Bowl. He needs a lot of help, but he can definitely be an upgrade over a number of quarterbacks teams who need quarterbacks. I, for sure, I would take Derek Carr uh, if I were the Commanders. If you're in the Indianapolis Colts, for sure, you would take Derek Carr with with, with that with that running game. You 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 draft a receiver or pick up a receiver. So that. Uh, we'll see what happens with Carr, with Derek Carr. He will be definitely sought after. Um, I again, I cannot see him being on Oakland next year. That's just not going to. I don't see that situation being salvageable. Uh, and the thing about it is, they brought in Devontae Adams partly because of the relationship that they had. He had with Derek Carr going back to college. I know the number one reason why you bring in Adams is because he's one of the maybe the best receiver in the league. But the Carr. Part of it was a it was a major factor in bringing in bringing this guy and bringing uh, Devontae Adams in. So again, Oakland, he just needs to get out of Oakland. Like certain players in sports, it needs to get need to get out of certain situations, and they become just brand new. Like you don't 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 you won't be able to recognize them. I mean, he he needs to get out of that situation. Period. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. This podcast will be out sitting out around tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Be on the lookout for it. I will see you next time on the next edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Have a great rest of your evening. Rest of your, your evening. So long.